This week's episode of the Stretch 4 Fantasy Basketball Podcast is brought to you by Smile Brilliant. From dental lab to your door, our teeth whitening process is recommended by more dentists than any other procedure in America. We proudly produce our custom-fitted whitening trays right here in the United States for 70% less than your dentist and three to five times faster. We ship worldwide and our customers trust our team's honesty and experience. So make sure to go to smilebrilliant.com to learn more today. Stretch 4 NBA Podcast with your hosts, Dan Titus and NBA fantasy experts, Alex Burns, Zach Hanshu, and Adam Koffler. What up, y'all? Dan Titus here with the Stretch 4 NBA Podcast. We are going to talk about strategy for championship week for most of y'all. This will be the final week for basketball, but in the event that it's not, we'll give you some recommendations for those that are going into the final week of the season, into week 20. But before we get started, just want to say what's up to the crew, Hoffler, Hanshu, what's up? How you guys doing this week? Ready to rock and roll and, and uh, hopefully help you guys win a fantasy championship. Let's get this show on the road, baby. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. So just to give a brief overview of what happened last week, man, we saw some crazy, crazy performances. I know we've been giving Zach his flowers over the course of this year, but I think it really came to fruition here when he said that Kevin Porter Jr. is a league winner. I mean, it doesn't get much better than a league winner dropping 50 points and 10 assists, one of only five people to do that in NBA history, let alone under 20 years old. So just crazy. Kevin Porter Jr., what he's doing now that John Wall is officially out for the season. It's this kid's squad along with Christian Wood. So, Zach, any thoughts on your prophecy coming to fruition here? Yeah, dude. So, as you mentioned, Kevin Porter Jr. had a 50-point, 11-assist game the other night. Uh, He also had five rebounds and a block in that one. And that was in a 143-136 win over the Bucs, which if you caught any of that, especially there towards the end, it was just crazy back and forth scoring the whole way. It was ridiculous what he's been doing. And we talked about him as a league winner earlier in the year. And if you're in week 18 right now and Kevin Porter Jr. is on your team, you know, he's this performance single-handedly could have propelled you over the top, uh, or if you're facing him, it really could have screwed you over. Uh, as you mentioned, dude, a lot of history being made. Uh, fourth 20-year-old with a 50-point game. Youngest Rocket with a 50-point game, taking that from James Harden. 13th player in NBA history with a 50-11 and 11 game, and the youngest player by three years over LeBron with at least a 50-10 and 10 game. So, dude, the future is so bright for this guy. Uh, th- this was a huge week for him, so appreciate you mentioning, dude, and, and that was definitely great to see from him the other night. My man just cherry-picking stats from all over the place. You gotta love it, but here's the here's the issue, man, with the Rockets. And and while I love what Kevin Porter Jr. is doing, the Rockets play just three games next week, and they don't play a single game until Wednesday. And they play they play some pretty good teams. They got the Sixers, they got the Bucks, and they got the Jazz. So I I don't I don't know, man. When when Kevin Porter plays good teams, he tends to shoot the ball poorly and turn the ball over a lot. So. You know, don't put too much stake into Kevin Porter putting up 50 burgers uh, here in the finals of the the, uh, uh, fantasy championship. Just just, you know, be alert to what's going on. Maybe 
Maybe there's a team that plays a back-to-back Monday and Tuesday, and there's a guy that that's out there that could, you know, be better for your fantasy team than, you know, Kevin Porter Jr. I'm not saying go drop Kevin Porter Jr., but something to consider. Yeah, it's a good point. But I think, you know, to Zach's, to Zach's previous uh, reference there, I mean, I think he still potentially could be that league winner for you because single-handedly with a 50 and 10 and a five kind of night, like that propels you so much further in head-to-head categories, especially when he hit eight threes that game. So just an outstanding um, performance that nine threes. Yeah. So just an outstanding usage, performance that his usage crazy. is just sky high. Right. So, so he, like he's playing, even if they're getting blown out. So he's going to get, they're going to get blown out by the Sixers and the Bucks and maybe the jazz. And he's right. still going to play. Yeah. Cause they don't have I mean, anybody it's, else. It's pretty, pretty much him, him, Wood and Olenek are the only rockets to Jason Tate. Pro, like, like you, you might be dropping Jason, Jason Tate. If it's late into the late into the week, I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe because they only have three games. So so right. yeah, the, the the more fringy type guys, you know, if they have three games next week, I'm willing to part ways with them. Uh, I think right. you're right there. Yep. So let's go into the the teams that have three games. I'll just run down the list real quick: Atlanta, Brooklyn, Boston, Houston, the Clippers, the Heat, Bucks, Timberwolves, the Raptors. And we've been talking a lot about the Raptors. But before we go into that, we're going to hear a quick word from our sponsor. Then we'll get back into the action. SmileBrilliant.com, professional teeth whitening and oral care backed by science and passionately engineered to perfection. At Smile Brilliant, we're bringing the dental lab to your door. Our teeth whitening process is recommended by more dentists than any other procedure in America. We proudly produce our custom fitted whitening trays right here in the United States for 70% less than your dentist and three to five times faster. We ship worldwide and our customers trust our team's honesty and experience. So check out smilebrilliant.com today to make a lasting impression and remember to smile fearlessly. Just want to give a shout out to Jason Tatum for dropping 60 points, tying Larry Bird's franchise record. I mean, that's very esteemed territory. You're going up against Larry, the goat, the great white hype, one of the best players of all time. And Tatum just makes it look easy, man. It's just awesome what he what he's been able to do coming back from COVID, still playing with an inhaler, no less. Um, the guy's been a bona fide superstar. And I know, Copper, you have him on one of your teams. He's been, I mean, that's another one of those league winning type performances. Someone gives you 60 in the playoffs, man. You, that's just, that's golden. Yeah, so I've got, that's a yeah, good point, man. I've got, it's funny, I've got Tatum and Porter Jr. on the same team. And I'm currently in the process of trying to stave off Luka Doncic and Russell Westbrook. It is like, it's an incredible quarterfinals, man. Mm. Like the, mm. the number, the, the, the counting categories are just sky high. I'm just like praying that, you know, by the time this podcast comes out, I'm going to know whether or not I'm in the finals, but man, it's, it's, uh, it's been fun and tough at the same time. So, yeah. So let's go back to the Raptors for a second. I mean, they've been crucial for some of those fantasy managers this week, you know, playing five games, but you know, going back to next, I mean, this upcoming week, we only have three games on the schedule. Are you still holding firm on people like Malachi Flynn and Ken Birch, given that they only have three games and their opponents are the Clippers, Washington and Memphis? Good, good question. Uh, and it's, it's tough because Ken Birch has been a, a, a better producer than a guy like Jonas Valanciunas over the past week. So those five games we got from Ken Birch this week, he's crushed. Like he, it's not only, you know, the fact that he played five games, but he's put, I think Saturday night, he put up a line of 17, 
10 rebounds, six assists with a block and a steal or two. So this guy is producing like incredibly well. Problem is right. Three games in the, in uh, three games this coming week, uh, like Dan said, against the Clippers that first week, that first game, uh, I would prefer in that situation to have a guy that plays four games over Ken Birch and over Malachi Flynn, especially because the Raptors don't play any back-to-backs next week. So it's definitely possible that their guys all start all their, all their, uh, their regular starters start. And while Ken Birch is a starter, you know, I get that. Just, I don't know if the volume is going to be there in some pretty good matchups or some pretty bad matchups. So, so, you know, hold Birch, but like, you know, get ready to let him go if you need right. Other categories. Yeah. And Birch has been absolutely stellar 16th overall in the last seven game in the last seven days for fantasy managers. Dude has single-handedly helped me probably get to the finals, honestly. But you know, when it's time to go, it's time to go. You can't, you can't fall in love with the player. You got to fall in love with the the number of games and the volume. Absolutely, man. Um, and Kim, I get an amen on that one because I, I definitely think it's all right to, to cut bait on him. I, I know we talked about this pre podcast, but man, Washington and Memphis, you think are bad matchups, dude, those seem like great matchups for a center, especially Washington. Yeah, the, it's it's just it's the Clippers at the beginning of the week. So, do you want like two games of somebody else in a better matchup, or one game of Ken Birch Monday through Wednesday? Right? So That's you have to fair. make that. But but you don't want to use all your additions early in the week. So so maybe you do hold Ken Birch, right? It, you got to be uh, you know judicious in your decision making. Yeah, sure. I think Ken, Ken Birch is going to be end up being one of those guys that's just, that's just going to be left on the court. I don't see Pascal Siakam playing out the remainder of the season. You know, Fred Van Vliet, probably not as well. Um, he did miss a, a game a game ago or two games ago. So, you know, at this stage in the game, I think a lot of these teams that are going to be tanking, playing for those, those playoff or sorry, those um, lottery pick positions. I think we'll see more time for someone like a Ken Birch or an OG Ananubi, someone that they can give a little bit more run to those young guys. On that same note, look at the Cavs. Like Kevin Love, I mean, we all saw what Kevin Love did with his, you know, inbounds pass where he basically like gave up. Um, So the Cavs play four games next week. They've got a back-to-back. They play two games against the Mavericks. Like Kevin Love's a guy like John Wall who the Cavs could just decide to shut down. And and what does that mean? It means a guy, it means opportunity for a guy like Chetty Osman. you know, Jared Allen isn't coming off the floor because Isaiah Hartenstein's out and they've got a bunch of guys out there. I can't off the top of my head. Torian Prince is out. I mean, um, Dar- so, Darius, Darius Garland just went down with an ankle Dar- injury. So he Darius miss Garland. Time. Right. So, so the Cavs, you know, are they're, they're tanking too, but they've got a pretty short uh, rotation there. So there's, there's definitely some guys with some value there, especially with four games on the docket this week. It- and don't sleep on Jetty Osman. This guy's been 32, ranked 32 overall in head-to-head formats over the last seven days. I mean, his field goal percentage isn't the best, only at 43%, but he's hitting threes, doesn't hurt you from the free throw line, doesn't get too many turnovers, but he gets those rebounds and assists. So he's really stuffing the stat sheet for a Cleveland team that's really looking for anyone that they can find to actually get on the floor with all the injuries and obviously the the mounting veteran veteran players that are there that are likely going to be resting down the stretch. 
Turkish delight, man. Um, are you are you guys interested at all if you're in a deeper league and somebody like an Isaac Okoro who might see a little bit of additional run this week? I know that's more of a deep league ad, but somebody to keep no, in mind. No, defensively for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And he, I think he had a 20 point game the other uh, this past week. So he he's like he's staying on the floor. And I it, in my mind it's funny because I I was always comparing like I thought Isaac Okoro and Patrick Williams like the same player because they both like are rookies. They're both starting. They both like did nothing early in the season. But I think Isaac Okoro has far surpassed what Patrick Williams is giving you in terms of fantasy production. So yeah, I think yeah, Okoro absolutely is a guy um, that I don't know. Maybe maybe you'd want you know Isaac Okoro over Malachi Flint this week, right? Yeah, I like the comparison to Patrick Williams because Patrick Williams is in the is still in a battle. It seems even though he's getting the minutes, it seems like Thaddeus Young is is more involved in that offense, and with the Bulls still trying to get them to that play in spot. I like Okoro's upside a bit more with Cleveland clearly out of contention and likely giving their young boys some run. And as you said, Torian Prince is out. So that was really his main competition for that small forward spot. So yeah, he could be a nice target for fantasy managers, certainly in the uh, last couple of weeks of the season. Let's pivot a little bit to the the Detroit Pistons. Five games this week, but it's going to be a headache for fantasy managers, mainly because we've already alluded to the inevitable Jeremy Grant's going to be missing games. Mason Plumlee is going to be missing games, but it leaves a a solid opportunity for those young bucks like Isaiah Stewart, Killian Hayes, Sadiq Bay. I I love Sadiq Bay. If he's still available, you guys got to, you absolutely have to run and go pick him up. But just want to get your guys thoughts here. What, what are you guys doing with Jeremy Grant at this point? Man, that's, is he he, he, he cut bait? It's so tough, right? So you, it's like you have to look on Monday because they play on Monday and they play on Tuesday and be like, is Jeremy Grant playing on Monday? If the answer is no, like he, I don't know, man. He like, he might not play on Tuesday either. Like they're, they're, they're sitting him whenever they want. They're not just sitting him on back to backs. So you know, the fact, he you play, it, the fact that you mentioned back-to-backs, they have two back-to-backs. They do. So, the so Jeremy Grant, end of the week and the yeah. back end of the week. So, so it's like not right. helpful at all. So Grant is playing a maximum of three games next week. So, you know, you, you got to play by ear. Look at, look at the injury report on Monday and see what the coach is saying for maybe Tuesday. I don't know. Maybe hold him Monday even if he doesn't play. For the, for the possibility he plays Tuesday, if he's ruled out Tuesday, you can drop him because then he's only going to play two games the rest of the week. So there's, there's there's only three guys in Detroit I really want this week, even though they play five games, and that's Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay, and Josh Jackson. Like Killian Hayes, yeah, like he's a steals and assist guy, but he also will probably only play three games because they're managing his reps as well. So yeah, why why do you think that they are managing his reps? That that's been uh, a bit yeah, um, rookie who was out a couple months. Uh, yeah. I think, I think honestly that he probably gives them a better chance to win. So I think Detroit wants to keep losing. So that's potentially why they're managing his reps a little bit. Right. Sure. But he's, he's a, he's like fantasy gold when he plays, like he's, he, he, he can put up, uh, you know, he gets you like five steals in a game. Right. That's a really high man. volume assist. A la Cody Martin. Oh, <laughs> Cody you and the Martin, Martin twins, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows if it's Caleb or Cody that's actually playing these games. It could be either one of the two. But it looks like uh, – well, actually, it looks like Cody's going to maybe stay in the rotation with Devontae Graham uh, injured and LaMelo Ball back. Uh, but here's a 
So I wanted to, that kind of brings me to another point of a, of a lesson learned I learned from the quarterfinals. And that was, it was working with Cody Martin and playing on back-to-back as a starter. And so I think it's really important to keep in mind, you know, if you can, if you can pick up a player that is set for, you know, 30 minutes or solid, uh, you know, solid uh, portion of time in, in a couple of, you know, games that plays a back-to-back, like go ahead and get that player for one of your fringe guys that might play one game over that same stretch, you know, that you can drop with ease and you're not, you don't have to worry about like your opponent picking them up or something. So I did that with Cody Martin and, and I picked him up and I dropped DeLon Wright. And in those two games from Cody Martin, I got like, like five steals, 17 rebounds and DeLon Wright had like eight points and two assists. So, you know, I was going to part ways with DeLon Wright because I'm not worried about somebody else picking him up. And Cody Martin performed for me and got me a you know shitload of stats. So, like, think about those things. Like, but but obviously don't pick up a player that has the possibility of being rested. Make sure you're getting a guy that's playing on back to backs. Well, dude, it's I think you make a, another excellent point. And one of one of my favorite podcasts actually had a, a show recently. I think the title was like Volume is King or something. So I, I think that definitely makes sense for for fantasy, right? And and like you said, you don't want to pick up a guy that's gonna be rested or a guy that's gonna see some sort of fringe 20 minutes. You wanna see somebody like a Cody Martin who might be under the radar who's seeing a bunch of playing time and his two games compared to DeLon Wright's one game. It's not like it's two games of Cody Martin versus one game of Steph. It's, it's one game of DeLon Wright. So, I mean, that's obviously, that's a great strategy to employ. So I totally agree. There you go. I'll give you an example. So next this or this week, you know, I, I tweet about Juan Toscano Anderson and I know we joke about like, you know, how, uh, he's, he's still the Juan yada, yada. You know, Juan Toscano Anderson, all he does is put up stats. Like, like he gets so many steals, so many blocks, and he goes, like, across the board in stats. Golden State plays a back-to-back Monday and Tuesday this week against the Pelicans. Like, I like, I like that for Juan Toscano Anderson. And I don't know. Well, more, the, uh, more, so, more so because it helps that Kelly Oubre is going to be out, right? Like, he's yeah, going to be te- getting more time on the floor now. Yeah, probably. And and he's been playing like 25, 30 minutes and he's just bringing energy every single night. And the Pelicans are turnover prone team. They're, they're high pace. They're, you know, fast paced team. So there's a couple teams out there, the, the Celtics, the Rockets, the Timberwolves. If you have fringe guys on those teams that don't play until Wednesday, and then you got a guy like Juan Toscano Anderson that plays two games before Wednesday, like think about those things. Like those things are key. In, in, in making decisions for the finals. So I think it's like, I think it's super important to look at the, the hashtag basketball advanced schedule grid. Like if you're not looking at that while you're trying to win your championship, but you're not, you're not trying to win your championship. Right. For sure. You know, it's just, it's so, so important. So, so one dude I want to call, I think we could probably call him the fantasy pickup of the fantasy playoffs. I think it's O'Shea Brissett. This dude is ranked six overall in head-to-head formats. He just, I thought he was going to maybe come back to earth with Demonis Sabonis returning. Well, he didn't. He wound up playing 40 (laughs) minutes, scored 16 points, 13 rebounds, three assists, and four blocks. Game before that, 14, nine, three blocks, two steals. The game before that, five blocks, two steals, 10 boards, and 18 points. This guy is just filling up every category you could possibly imagine he's only 50 percent rostered right now so i don't know what the other 50 percent of y'all are doing in this playoffs but y'all need to go 
head to the waiver wires and scoop him up immediately because he's going to continue to eat four games next week for the Pacers against, uh, let's see here. They got good matchups, man. Washington, Sacramento, Atlanta, Washington again. This guy's going to leave. This guy is a league winner, hundred percent. Yeah, and 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 I think I think what's really key to understand is a guy like O'Shea Brissett comes in and dominates one game because Sabonis and Miles Turner are out, and you know everyone you know everyone thinks it's fool's gold, but then he does it like three times, four times, and a coach like even if Sabonis comes back, coach can't just bench you after that, right? So because you've been you've been so dominant with your minutes, so like he's not he's really not going anywhere. Like you said, Turner's still out. Goga Batadze is like dealing with something. I don't know if he's ever coming back. Jakar Sampson's in and out of the lineup. O'Shea Brissett is like a staple in this Pacers rotation now. So he's definitely a guy. I agree with, I agree with Dan, man. Four games against some, you know, some cake matchups in Washington. Yeah, I, I like that O'Shea Brissett call Dude, for sure. And to, I'm going to just add on to that, Dan, because, yeah, O'Shea Brissett's been awesome. I just want to highlight one more pacer that might, that's probably going to be on your waiver wire is Doug McDermott, man. Um, he's, a, he's a guy that we've, you know, he's in that same mold of players that are just going to give you points. But at this time of year, man, if you're looking for, you know, to add on some points, uh, he's averaged almost 19 points a game over his last five, and he's done so making less than two threes a game. I know he's known for his three-point shooting, but he's been getting it done elsewhere. I think that's due to, you know, lack of depth in the front court like we just mentioned uh, and he just went off for 31 points actually that was last night when he hit six threes so when he's heating up from three obviously he can do even more but if you want to add some points and you're in 50 percent of those leagues where percent's taken mcdermott's probably going to be your next best option from the pacers so i have a, a question i flipped to another team with four games this week but it's more telling is the schedule that they have going forward the philadelphia 76ers play against the the Chicago Bulls, Houston Rockets, the Pelicans and Detroit Pistons. Is there a point where Joel Embiid, I mean Joel Embiid has been seen 25 minutes over his last 5 games. And I wouldn't be surprised if given that they're playing against sub 500 teams for the remainder of the season, we see their superstar start to get rested as we prepare for the playoffs. So, my question to you guys is is there opportunity in Philadelphia to pick up players like Matisse Thibel who could provide some defensive metrics or say Shake Milton or Seth Curry if we see Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid start to rest more as the season wears on? The Sixers are really frustrating from that perspective because even if they're not rested in, in those games, the Sixers have blown out their opponent in like the last four or five straight games. And even when Embiid, Simmons, and Harris are playing, they're playing like 20, 25 minutes, and they're just not putting up the, the stats that you are expecting from them. Um, really, really difficult to drop a guy like Joel Embiid, even if he plays just two games in a week and plays 25 minutes in those games. He could put up 20 and 10 like really easily. So it's hard to drop you know, guys like that. But definitely be on the lookout. Like Dan said, I like a guy like Dwight Howard there. Um, you know, when he's, when he uh, starts or even, you know, plays 20 minutes off the bench, he's like a, you know, 15, 10 and two blocks kind of guy, like got to love that. So yeah, I mean, really hard to drop those guys again, but uh, got some cake matchups there. So don't expect a ton of production out of your Sixers this week. Yeah. The next squad we want to kind of go over here, the Hawks, 
only played three games this week. I mean, I'm not loving their their matchups here. You know, they got Portland, then Phoenix, then Indiana, and then they're done after Thursday. I mean, at that point, I, you got to cut them, right? Yeah, you know what's there's cool no, though? No, that's no kind of a of but but that's kind of a cool schedule. If you've got got, I mean, obviously it sucks. Like if if you have you know Capella or you know John Collins or Trey Young, and you're expecting you know a full week out of those guys, like yeah, it kind of sucks. But they play their they play their three games in four nights, so that's that's kind of a benefit. Um, so you can you can cut all your Hawks on Friday because they don't play the rest of the week and pick up a guy, you know, on a team that plays two games. So now you have, you get, you're getting, you know, for one of your additions, you're having three games from your guy on the Hawks and then two games, you know, at the end of the week. So it's actually, if you're going to have three games in a given week to have them in four nights is, is fantasy gold. Like that's what, that's what you're looking for. What you don't want is, you know, a team like the Rockets or something that plays their three games, like throughout the middle of the week. So you, you're like stuck in a, this like, you know, decision-making, whereas the Hawks, like you just cut bait. So it's kind of cool in that regard. Absolutely, man. As you're looking forward to this week and, you know, it's potentially your championship week, you've got to do all the prep and planning right now, Sunday night, Monday morning before the week starts. If you only have a certain number of ads this week, you better be stockpiling at least a couple of them for the weekend, right? Or preemptively, plan out, hey, these are the guys that I really like for their weekend matchups, and I'm going to go ahead and stash them right now on my team, get rid of any guys who I don't think are going to provide me a benefit this week, and then that way you can even drop more guys on Friday uh, from the Hawks and pick up even more. So I, I think it's good to plan ahead and make those kind of decisions and those kind of moves right now uh, and get a jump on your league mates. Don't wait till it's too late and they realize the same thing. Yeah, and – the, the worst thing that can happen is you get to the end of the week and you're like, you're like, Oh my God, I'm in such a tight race with blocks. And you see a guy out there on the waiver wire. That's like a blocks machine, but you've used all your ads and you know, you're tanking in another category and you wish so badly that you could pick up the blocks specialist to put you over the top in your matchup, but you can't because you're stuck with a guy stuck with an assist guy that you picked up on Wednesday. Right. But you don't need assists. You need blocks, and but you no longer have any additions, you know, in your pocket. So you you have to, while you have to plan ahead, you also have to plan to keep, you know, some of those ads for later in the week, so they're not stuck in that in that uh, conundrum. Well, yeah, dude, because at the beginning of the week, you can kind of plan out how your team is going to do, but, you know, compared to the guy you're facing, but, you know, you get these big games. What if I have Kevin Durant? What if I'm facing Durant and Kevin Porter, who went off for 93 points the other day combined? And then by, you know, by Friday, I know, well, shoot, I'm completely out of, you know, I'm out of the race to get points. I'm just going to forget picking up anybody that scores and go for, you know, additional categories that I think I can actually win. So, the, you know, the end of the week punt is definitely something to keep in mind. And that, that totally goes back to the waiver wire ads that you got to, you know, you got to still have those. Yeah. And, and we bring this point up all the time. Stop falling in love with points. It's not all about points in, in head to head leagues. And I think that's what most of us play in. So you want to be cognizant. You want to, you want to pick up steals and blocks by far the, the most important categories because a guy that gets, you know, that can get you three or four steals in a game when you only have 25 to 30 steals in an entire week. Like that's, that's, you know, 
15 percent of the of of the total steals whereas like you know i know you mentioned doug mcdermott doug mcdermott's great for points and threes but you're going to score 800 points in a week and doug mcdermott's going to get you 50 of those so that's you know a very small percentage of your points so the, the steals and blocks category is extremely valuable see if you can find guys that are going to get you those yeah interesting point of the late season and how the schedule might impact the teams and who might be resting sitting the Western conference has gotten quite tight here. So we have the jazz, a half game up on the Phoenix for first in the West Phoenix owns the tiebreaker. Denver is a half game up on the Clippers for third, but Denver has the tiebreaker. The, the Lakers and the Mavs are tied for fifth with Dallas having the tiebreaker over them. So Dallas is not going to be, resting any players i don't i don't i don't think unless it's chris that porzingis because he he's pissing me he's pissing me off because chris that porzingis is ruled you know he was listed as questionable questionable then they're like oh yeah he's actually out two games i'm like are you fucking kidding me because i've held on to him and yahoo won't put him on the the injured reserve because it's only two games not three so i've missed two games of porzingis which is real like i've I've dropped you know i dropped cody martin and he had four steals so it just pissed me off but I know we've we've been going back and forth on the the Mavs over the last couple of weeks and Jalen Brunson and and uh, Dorian Finney-Smith. I think Dorian's winning out here. Dorian is just freaking balling, man. He dropped 22 yet again, gave you some threes, still gives you the the rebounds as well as the steals. This guy, I mean, he's got four games heading up next week once again. Brunson, I mean, we know he balls out against bums, so he's going to remain relevant, you know, facing the Cleveland Cavaliers twice by the back end of the of the of the week. So I'm firing up Dallas Mavericks yet again, man. I think that there's a lot of value here. And with their playoff race so tight, they're they have a lot of value of not skipping games. Yeah, Finney Smith has been way better way better than I expected this season. He's like far surpassed guys like Josh Richardson and Tim Hardaway Jr. And actually uh, you know, going into the season, I kind of felt the same way about all three of those guys. And it's really been Finney Smith who has, you know, taken the reins and and been like the second option. He just hit it. Luca passing the ball the other night. He hit, he hit a game winning three from the baseline. So Luca's got confidence in him now too, which is, which is key. I think Luca had 20 assists in that game. Dorian Finney Smith in head to head formats is currently 15 overall over the last two weeks. That is also another player that is winner of the fantasy playoffs, like alongside O'Shea Brissett. I mean, 65% field goal percentage. That was one of the reasons why you love Jalen Brunson. And then the other reason was also lack of turnovers. I mean, he's only got eight over two weeks. That's not bad. Um, but not only that, he's just been draining threes, getting points, rebounds, assists, and a ton of steals. Guy's been a stud. In over 35 minutes per contest. So I think I won out on this one, but it's okay because Jalen Brunson's been straight and it's not a competition. I just wanted to talk shit to you, Adam. Yeah. I mean, he's, <laughs> I love it, but he's been, he's been everything that Chris Stapps Porzingis managers wanted from Chris yeah. Stapps Porzingis. So hundred percent, he would not be getting any of this run. I mean, he'd still be getting run, but his involvement in the offense wouldn't be nearly as much if Chris Stapp Porzingis was healthy. Right. I mean, it's gotten to a point where people aren't even asking if they should pick up Dorian Finney Smith anymore because he's on every roster. So yeah, he's, he's been, I mean, him, Ken Birch, O'Shea Brissett, those guys have been tough uh, over the fantasy playoffs. Absolutely. 
And so we, let's talk about Milwaukee a little bit. They play one game between Thursday and Sunday. What are we doing about what are we doing about the Bucks here? Are we going to be dropping some? I mean, what are we calling like superstar all star players here? I, I think we have a hot take coming. I smell I smell something. This spicy. is like yeah, this is like hot take central because and it depends. If this is your finals and you, you've got one of those Bucks stars, you've got Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, or Giannis. Uh, they play two games uh, Monday through Wednesday, and one of them is a back-to-back. So you could see Giannis sit one of those games. You could see Giannis sit against Washington, perhaps. Uh, and then they play Friday. They play one game between Thursday and Sunday, and that's against Houston. Like, oh. like all those guys for the Bucks also might sit against Houston. So you can potentially see a situation. And I wouldn't drop Giannis on, say, Thursday. But, like, you know, maybe you drop it if – well, actually, you have to drop them. If, if they're not playing, if those guys aren't playing against Houston on Friday, they all become drops, and you go pick up, you know, just much like the Atlanta Hawks guys, you pick up a player that has two games. But my hot take would be, before you even get to Friday, you can go ahead and drop Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday after Wednesday. So on Thursday, go ahead and drop Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton and go get yourself a guy that plays three games Thursday through Sunday. And there's a couple teams like that. Like the Bulls play three games between Thursday and Sunday, the Hornets, uh, the Pistons. So there's a few teams that do that. And, you know, everyone's going to think, oh, Drew Holiday's a beast. You know, Chris Middleton's a beast. But like, yeah, they are. But one game of them versus three games of a subpar player that's getting minutes, like they don't compare, you know? Yeah. And being that that last game, is against the Houston Rockets. Right. You're like, not getting might, your best. You're not getting no. your best effort of Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and, and probably Giannis. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them sat, if not all of them. Um that's like a and, Bobby and Portis, yeah. Pat Connaughton type game. Like yeah. just 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 be aware that 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 you could, you know, be parting ways with the Bucks on Thursday, potentially. For sure, dude. And Giannis has been, you know, he's been banged up here over the last week. And definitely this is, they went all in on Drew Holiday this year. They're really trying to make a push at the, you know, at the finals again. This is a great year for him. So yeah, totally endorse that, man. They're probably be, um, if I could learn how to talk, they'll probably be uh, resting some guys down the stretch. Good point. Do we have any thoughts on the magic? They have four games. We've seen better play out of Cole Anthony as of late. Chume Kiki. Kiki. He's been injured. Mo Bamba's played. I don't know. Mo Bamba hasn't been what we thought he would be. He's a bit inconsistent, but I don't know. Is there anybody of the magic that you're looking to pick up? Just given where we are in the stage of the season where they are in terms of giving minutes to players. I've seen Gary Harris picked up and dropped quite a few times on, on different rosters and teams that I've been playing in or leagues I've been playing in. I, I, I gotta, I know you guys love it when I start with my stupid sayings and my songs, but I, I'm going to have to bust one out, dude. Mo, Mo, Mo. How do you like me? Because we got Mo Bamba and now we got another guy named Mo Wagner who actually oh. had a- he actually had a good game the other night. Yeah, dude, resurrected from the grave, swapped around to three different teams, and here he is back in Orlando producing. What do you think about him? 
It's, he started the other night, didn't he, for Okiki? Yes. Yeah, yes. so, yeah, I mean, th- that team's a mess, right? Like, they, they're playing a ton of guys. I know that, like, there's guys in and out of the lineup every night there in Orlando. Just the usage isn't high enough for me for, to, to, to take the plunge on, on Wagner. Hanshu, how do you not mention RJ Hampton, man? That's your boy. Who? RJ Hampton. <laughs> no, dude. It- I, I don't know, man. I'm he sorry. Played 30 minutes off, he played 30 minutes off the bench on Saturday and had, like, I think it was two steals, two blocks, and double-digit points. Maybe, like, maybe that's a guy I'm looking at because I talked about this last week or maybe the following, maybe the week before that. But, you know, guys that are, like, again, guys are going to get you steals and blocks. Like, Wagner's not, like, a defensive menace, right? But, but Hampton's going to have, you know, active hands on defensive end. He's going to have, you know, give you a chance to get some, get some of those stats, those really valuable stats. Um, but no one excites me. Really. No one really excites me on the magic, to be honest, except, except Cole Anthony. I'm, I'm in on Cole Anthony. Is Wendell Carter a drop for you guys now? Oh man. Or is he kind of in that purgatory? The, the problem is him and Bomber are splitting minutes. Like yeah. they both, they both play about 24 minutes now. Even though even though Wendell's starting, like Bamba's playing just as many minutes as him, and actually Bamba Bamba's going to give you more blocks and more threes. I actually, <laughs> if Bamba's I, out there and you have and you have Wendell Carter, I prefer Bamba over Wendell Carter down the stretch. I, I was going to say Wendell Carter's a drop, man. Yeah. Just off of like where we are at this stage, like I'd be on, I'd be, I'd be, I doubt that Wendell Carter is on many teams that are currently still in contention for a championship right now. Adams pointing to himself saying that he is a Wendell Carter Jr. manager right now, but is he going to be on your roster next week? No. Well, I will play him on Monday. I will play him Monday against Detroit. Who's terrible against big. And then he is gone. And then he's gone because I will pick somebody up who plays four games between Tuesday and Sunday. And so I basically add a game because Orlando only has four games. So I'm curious. I'm curious why you actually have him still rostered. I mean, he really struggled against the Grizzlies in the last two. I mean, even go back to the Cavaliers, he hasn't really been doing anything. Yeah, I like guys. I'm a fan of guys who are gonna give me good field goal percentage. So I have a hard time parting ways with guys who aren't gonna hurt me in any category. He's not turning the ball over. He did. He did shoot like poorly the other night, which is which he's is stressful. He's actually he shot poorly for the last like five games. Yeah. So so yeah, but you, you don't expect that out of Wendell Carter, right? Like he's yeah. isn't he like a fifty percent shooter from the field this season, right? Yeah. So you don't ex, you don't expect that. So every single game you're looking at him, you're like, okay, he's gonna shoot. He's obviously gonna regress back to the mean tonight. That's why I like Ken Birch so much because Ken Birch shoots a really high percentage and doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, so. I think you said it best. It's like you're going to get one more use out of him on Monday. If he balls out, maybe he lives to, to play another game. But, like, it's a good person to cut. Um, yeah, I'm okay. I'm okay cutting him. But 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 don't cut him just, just to cut him on Monday because we said to cut him. Like, like, play him against Detroit and then cut him. Yeah, right. I know, Zach, you were mentioning that you had some pretty tough or interesting questions that you received on Twitter. Care to and give some insight as to what your, some of your decisions were and how you responded to those. Yeah, dude. So I had a guy the other day ask if James Harden is a a drop in season long leagues. And for me, that's a quick and easy. Yes. Uh, Especially he's dealing with the hamstring issue. Brooklyn clinched the playoffs. I mean, they two out of that three big three in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving 
I mean, that's enough to get you to the playoffs and win a bunch of games. They're, they're not going to rush Harden back because they want him to be fully healthy. This is a title contending team. So that's an easy yes for me. Um, you guys agree with that? Yep. Drop him. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I think the Nets have actually said like, they're not going to rush him back. He's not going to play until like maybe even a couple games before the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and then the other questions I got were in regard to strategy, which I think, I, I mean, I think we've covered them all already. Um, it, it goes back to that late week push. You know, I've got a few guys saying, Hey, you know, I'm down five to four cats this week. Uh, who on the waiver wire based on, you know, the cats I'm winning and the ones I'm losing, who should I be picking up? And my answer was usually, I mean, it was based on the team, right? So if you're down by 50 blocks, I mean, you're not going to be, but if you're down by 50 rebounds, let's say going into Sunday, you're not, you're probably not going to win rebounds if the other guy has just as many, you know, games remaining. But if you're within a couple points in steals, assists, if your free throw percentage or three pointers are very, very close, those are the categories you want to flip back to your side. And those are the ones that target, uh, you know, going chasing after ground that you can't make up is just, you don't want to be spinning your wheels. You want to go for something that's attainable. And that goes back to that late, that late week punt, I guess we could say, uh, where you just, you know, you abandon going after categories that you're too far gone in and focus on the ones that you can actually win. Yeah. Um, and if, and a good point, if you want, if you want to be really proactive, go look at your opponent's matchup from the previous week and see what categories they crushed. Right. Oh, so, right. It's, like I mean, it's that, like, that's yeah. like, that's like, that's like some deep detective work, but if, yeah. if they put, if they put up like a hundred more assists than you did against your opponent, I, I don't know. I would punt assists. Punt that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I like and, that and a go, lot. Yeah. And go, go tackle those other categories, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's definitely a, um, you know, competitive advantage to, to do that. You, you guys might be noticing that oh, uh, one of the stretch four is currently not here. So shout out to Alex Burns, huge Isaiah Stewart fan and been touting him a lot on this podcast. So we'd be remiss if we didn't associate him with that take. However, we'll get with you guys next week. Please feel free to hit us up on Twitter. I know a lot of you are already actively engaged, but thanks for Underdog Podcast for continuing to host us. We'll see you next week. Peace.